This is the Making Waves podcast, sponsored by Ripple Effect. My name is Dave Roman, and we're here with Marty Overweg, District 21 House. When I asked for directions to come here, he said, uh, turn east at the grocery store? No, I said, come to the old grocery store, and, it's, and you said, well, where is it? What's the address? I said, right east of the big church. <laughs> and it is. It's it a big old, fine. yeah, there's a big old church here. It was time it was built, it was the biggest building I think within so many miles of the Mississippi, it was huge back. It was built in 1909, huge church. It's a landmark. It's a landmark, yeah. I have a, f- a friend of mine who flies in the uh, helicopter, uh, the ambulance helicopter out of Sanford. He says that when they, they would, weather gets so rough, they, they, they use this as a marker when they were going to Platt or Gregory, so they knew exactly where they were. It's, it stands out. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it is. We have a $96 million surplus. Well, I think about that. Well, there's there's only one way to get a surplus for government. And, you know, one way is, yeah, we have a lot of money, prestigious money coming from Washington. That's taxpayers' money. And citizens of South Dakota have a hard time believing once in a while that Washington money is their money, but it's the same. And the other way is to overtax. And we're I simply think we are overtaxing our citizens if we have $100 million in excess. Surplus is fine, but $100 million? You know, I, I have a hard time coming back from Pierre when I I look at my, my constituents will ask me. I You know, we told the CSPs, the community support providers, the nursing homes, the teachers, our state workers, we said, hey, we did what we could, and I believe we did. And then we come back and we got $100 million in surplus. I think we I think we did do all we could. I think it's just simply overtaxed. So I, I hope this next session we take this and we learn from it, and at least we can get the other two points off the sales tax to get that down to 4%. You anticipated my question. Uh, the Partridge Amendment was supposed to kick in to drop the sales tax by 0.5%, but that didn't happen. Instead, we got a 0.3% reduction. Yeah, well, I think actually the Partridge Amendment was supposed to, to also take it down in increments, right? If we hit it, it was so much a year over oh, a period of four years. <clears throat> but we hit it, and we hit way past it. You know, we, we should have, it should have moved to 4%, a total of half a cent reduction. But the only reason it did is it was political. I mean, people have to win up there. And, you know, it, it has to be partial to their idea. They had to own part of it. And that's where we come. I don't think there's going to be any problem in the next session or even the one after that of getting it down to 4%. So you think it definitely will be? I think definitely there's, I think it's going to happen, yes, because I think it should happen. Why tax when there's $100 million? It's one time. It's one time money. I get that. But, you know, it's, it still needs to come down. It is the people's mind. It is a people's money. In fact, if you want to look at it this way, if, if we're going to have that much of a surplus, the governor could actually, Governor Nome could actually still go after her food tax and take the sales tax off food. There's enough money there to pay for it. Hmm. Why not both? Well, why not both? I mean, if, she, if she's serious about it, which I hope she is, if she's serious about lowering more taxes, let's go. Let's go talk about it. One issue we can discuss is uh, foreign ownership of ag in South Dakota. So you were on uh, the governor's committee to deal with corn ownership of ag and also an informal committee composed of six farms groups. Right. Uh, which, what are those six farms? Well, it'd be soybean, corn, pork, 
producers, cattle producers, Farm Bureau, and Farmers Union. And this is an unofficial committee to discuss what... And I might be missing, I, I apologize if I'm missing somebody else who's part of that group, but it was, they're the ones that asked for it. And it come, I don't know if you remember this past session, the, the governor had a, had a bill, a foreign acres ownership bill that got pretty well stomped on. It didn't, it didn't go through. Um, nobody was really comfortable with it. None of the six farm groups liked it. And so they felt that if they didn't like her bill, then they should probably try at least to come up with something of their own. And they invited me to, to join with them. Some other legislators are on there. There's, we have realtors on there. We have a lot of different areas. It's good to have more stakeholders. Oh, yeah. Right, as they're saying it, and nobody's blindsided. And they right. can all uh, come to a mutual agreement. Yep. And so we're just looking, do we go after legislation? Can we go after legislation? What is constitutional? What is constitutional um, and brings us back to property rights again, you know? Absolutely. You're telling someone who they can and can't sell their land to. The governor's been very proactive on this, and I, and I thank her for that. Um, I just would like to widen it a little bit more than just China. You know, China's the flavor of the month, but we have other we have other countries coming in, but we're so entwined in each other. You know, most of our, the seed technology for corn and beans, a lot of that is coming from foreign ownership because they can plant year round mm-hmm. um, where we're seasonal. So they have land out here that they run test, test plots on to see how it grows actually in our climate. Mm-hmm. Pork. I mean, we are so intertwined with China on pork and on cattle the same thing. You know, we have packership, packers that are owned. We need them. You know, if a hog gets butchered in South Dakota, it's most likely being butchered by a foreign company. And when that happens, you know, they're also shipping that meat. So we're a worldwide market. Well, you can't just shut stuff down. I'm in the nutrition business for animals. And I can tell you right now, most of the vitamins, I don't think we have a vitamin plant making vitamin packs in America. Most of it comes from China. So just to say we can't do anything with them is pretty short-sighted. So we have to be careful of what we do, you know, while we also protect. Marty, thank you for being on the Making Ways podcast. Thank you. It was fun. I love this. It's fun coming out here. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you get out here once in the country, far away from any stoplight. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> Sounds good.